Hi, Ed Renfrew for Dallas again. At Dallas, you get your choice of the vacation you want. There's medieval world, Roman world, and of course, West world. Let's talk to some of the people who've been there. Pardon me, sir. What is your name? Uh, Gardner Lewis. Just got back from Westworld. Tell us how you liked it, Mr. Lewis. When you played cowboys and Indians as a kid, you'd point your fingers and go bang, bang, and the other kid would lie down and pretend dead. Well, Westworld is the same thing, only it's for real. This place is really fun. <laughs> this is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Hello, and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 577. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm joined today by Brian. I think the robot hooker lady malfunctioned Dunaway. Oh, would you call that a malfunction? <laughs> oh, hi. Brian Dunaway for Film Sack here again. Film Sack, the movie podcast of the future today. Here at Film Sack, get no choice. The movie podcast you want, you can visit Crappy Movie. Crappy movie world, or not as good as I remember world, and of course, everybody's favorite, what the hell did I just watch world? Yeah. So comb your mustache, throw away your luggage, and hop into one of our early 1970s shiny future past Delta Airlines hovercrafts, where every section is the smoking section, and the wallpaper will burn your eyes like acid in the face of Yule Printer Robot. Good thing I brought my mirror shades. Now, excuse me. I got to go pilot this mechanical bird like a guy who just snorted a line. Don't do drugs. Anywho, <laughs> I'm pooped. I was up late last night at my other job where I work as a robot programmer guy. I hate this hacker crap, and he's also a smoker. At a Western theme amusement park. It's a Unix system. We're all going to die if you shut it down. But that's not my job. Nope. I'm in charge of the Old West Mosey. Yep. But I'm having trouble with the hands. Hands are hard. How'd you do it, God? I mean, do I let them hang down by the side? Nah, not dramatic enough. How about over the head like a crab? Boy, that scared a lot of guests. And finally, I just went with thumbs in your belt loops while holding your pants up, Bozy. Take that, God. Randy, are you programmed to love? How, how about stop, drop, and roll? Help me. Wow. Help. How'd you do it, God? I love that. How'd you do it, God? It's That's one of my amazing. favorite things you've ever hands. said. That was really good. <laughs> Uh, with us also, Randy. We can't have him get bit by no robot snakes, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. Okay, I'm I'm going to make the announcement now. What 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 do you, what do you mean? I have to push the button to talk. I'm already I'm already pushing the button, so so they can they can hear me already. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to make the announcement now. Welcome to Future Past Worlds, where you're going to spend your vacation giving us great sums of money, and we're going to pack unnecessary numbers of scientists into an airtight room where they will surveil your every moment 24-7, because that's what rich people want. Strangers with racks and racks of tape recorders to watch and listen as the rich person has sex with a realistic fake woman, instead of the millions of real women around the world who have been throwing themselves 
themselves at you vagina first because of your wealth. <laughs> Nothing yeah. can go wrong. Uh -huh. Please attach the very fancy single color card you've been given onto your lapel before you disembark from this plane that requires a dozen air traffic controllers to all talk to your pilot simultaneously. And remember to follow our three easy rules throughout your stay. Number one, if you can shoot it, it's a robot. We haven't figured out how to prevent stabbings, however, so please mind the pointy end of all sharp objects. <laughs> Number two, please don't shoot the robotic horses more than necessary. Each robotic horse costs us about 15 times more to build and maintain than an actual horse would cost. Mm -hmm. And we pass that opposite of savings on to you. <laughs> Number three. Female guests are advised to stay in their rooms with the doors locked at all times. Thank you for giving us your money. <laughs> Vagina first. That's yep. my, I'm going to hashtag Those that. Those dirt horses. That was really good. Uh, also, and with us finally, we have Brian. His robot, I'm sorry, his robots can only see an Atari Vision Ibit. <laughs> so nice. true. Yeah, just uh, four bit. Uh, wow, uh, Randy and I both tackling that uh, excellent orientation video. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Delos and this important orientation video. Right now, you're aboard the People Mover, which will take you to the three worlds of our Delos resort. Medieval world, light banging, West world, moderate banging, and Roman world, where your private parts will go numb and fall off before you board the train, I mean People Mover, back home. Speaking of romance, you'll find it here in Delos. Just try not to think about the fact that the robots you'll be doing it with feature many of the same mechanical parts as a wearing blender. Hey, do you enjoy the Delos life and want to visit more times a year? Right now, our People Mover attendants are handing out application forms for the Delos credit card. Just for signing up today, we'll add 50,000 points to your card. Uh, have you, I've flown Frontier lately. Uh, add 50,000 <laughs> points to your card. Yeah. And you can use those points for Delos merchandise, future visits, and even the string on the bottom of the holster that'll tie it to your leg. Speaking of guns, swords, and other weapons, don't worry, they're all specifically made to not hurt your fellow human visitors. And if you hurt or kill our robots, all we need to do is scotch tape some jumpers to their foreheads, glue a circuit board from a Mattel football game to their chest, and they'll be good as new. Now, sit back, relax, and get ready for the experience of a lifetime. And please, return your seatbacks and tray tables to their full upright position and stack your ashtrays on the other ashtrays and make sure to put them all on the ashtray table on the back, labeled ashtrays. <laughs> uh, smoking. smoking forever smoking. in the 70s. No one ever thought it was going to end. You know, mm -hmm. right. smoking in the computer lab with yeah. all of the equipment. What? <laughs> yeah. It's so that's, bad. That's like what Samuel Jackson would do in another Michael Crichton film years yeah. later. Yeah. To hold right. on to your butts and all that. I, I, that's that's right. a great reference, by the way. Uh, the movie is Westworld, if it wasn't obvious. And um, uh, Michael Crichton's directorial debut, also his uh, writing on this. He wrote it. Um very Jurassic Park in theme in some ways. I'd say really amazing that we're not that far off from a time when you could write a good screenplay and a studio would let you direct the movie. That's yeah, amazing. Make the whole thing. And it was the biggest MGM uh, moneymaker that year. It topped their, their top box office for that studio. So I guess yeah. it was a successful effort as well. Um, 
Westworld is um, been on my list of shame for a long time. I've never seen it. I've seen the series. I've seen. I know about it. Yeah. I know Gil yeah. Brenner's face sure. with the electronics behind it and all the yes, you yeah, know, many times. posters and everything. That but I never saw a shot of I, the just the front of his face getting pulled off, and you seeing the the electronics yeah. on the side. Yeah, a, a part of me has been nervous to watch it because I thought uh, there's no way this is going to be cool. It's too old to be cool, or whatever my my head right. would say. And in some ways, sure. it's that's true. There's things that just don't, you know, hold up the fashion and, you know, just the look of it and some of the effects and everything. But man, I, I really liked Westworld. Yeah, yeah. I had you a know, ball I, with my, this. My take the entire movie was if we were all of a certain age that we, you know, that we've all like experienced already mm-hmm. when this movie came out, yeah, it would have been our like Mad Max Fury Road. It would have been like that that level of impressive to us. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think there's a reason why it's so uh, inspirational to other directors. And I always wondered why they would say it. Like James Cameron said multiple times, my Terminator is inspired yeah. by Yul Brenner's runaway sure. robot cowboy. Others have said similar things about the movies they made. And I just thought, really? Cause that looks cheese ball. And how could you, eh, whatever. And then I just kind of dismissed it, but I get it. And I think that this, totally. even though all the stories around this are that Yul Brenner's out of money and he'll do anything in the seventies, uh, that's kind of the, there's trivia in here about this. I looked some stuff up on Wikipedia. Sure enough, in that era, he was like scraping, just couldn't get enough jobs to pay huh. off his debts. Well, he and so he would do anything, here. but I thought he was amazing in this. I thought he was yeah. perfect he, for it. They do a great, like for a 1974 film or 73, 74, whenever this was, they do a great job of making you feel the real danger of this, you know, this Yul Brenner robot that, that you think you've killed. Yeah, <laughs> that right. is maybe yeah. the worst gunslinger in town, really, because he's so easy to kill when you're, well, when his you're vision, trying. His vision we- is 30 by 60. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not good. Right. It's not good yeah. at first. But he yeah. got an upgrade. I counted, the pixels. I counted the pixels. It's 30 by 60. It's vision. not it's a lot. Yeah. His vision sucks, but it's for the time. So this is the big innovation of this movie. This This holds the record for the first movie to use computer-generated okay. imagery. In some okay. way, so you, I don't know if you can call it CG. I don't think it quite fits that. that if that, it's computer generated, it well, is. Well, you're, you're, you're right. You know what? CGI is computer generated imagery, so you're right. Yeah. Either yeah. they yeah. taught a computer to paint every frame of the eyeballs, or a human sat and painted every frame of the eyeballs. But that was oh, that really? was th- that was some kind of animation. I don't think it was. I thought it was just like they were shining a light that was reflecting. In his eyes towards the camera, like can, you were just I can, getting. I can show oh, you a couple he had of contact scenes. I can show you a couple of scenes yeah. where there, like, especially there's a woman that goes haywire, and yeah. you can see the the animation. Like it, it was whether it was computer generated or not, and I don't know. Maybe it was added in this particular transfer. Oh, you're like talking about seeing. on their eyes. You're saying, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wondered like, about yeah, that. Their pupils are white. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I thought they were My maybe getting com- was, creative was with like, like close. Oh, really? They were contacts. Yeah, I couldn't I find shit I on this. There were. I couldn't find well, anything on this. I just knew I, they looked cool, I got, and I thought, man, how did you guys pull that shit off? That's cool. Yeah, I posted on. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, especially when. Yul Brenner is walking down the dark hallway towards Richard Benjamin near the end. And it's a dark hallway. So you're thinking, all right, if they're shining some light that is reflecting in Yul Brenner's eyes, that light is not hitting anywhere else that makes it look like it's, uh, 
you know, like casting. Uh, you know, and the, yeah. the more I think about this, I think that particular effect was added in this Blu-ray transfer. I Maybe. think there, I think have. that somebody went back and touched it up. To to- totally computer. possible. I, it doesn't, I can't find any reference to it anywhere, but it was very effective and worked for me. Even when the hooker like woke up and had a moment, like a hiccup, yeah. And her eyes were like that light in it. And I went, oh, 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 oh um, these are creepy now. I don't like this. It's weird. So from from uh, Shooting Westworld by Michael Crichton, because yeah. he has to write a book about the movie of he directed. Yeah, that was about the book that he wrote. Yeah. Uh, he said, the three problems were especially tricky. One was the robot eyes. I wanted eyes that only looked slightly unreal, not strikingly bizarre. After some experimentation, we settled on 80% reflectant mirrored contact lenses, which gave us the flexibility to control the kick by lighting. They also yeah. had the virtue of permitting the actors to see through them. Oh, Dunaway, point Dunaway. Yeah, this is what I read. Nicely yeah, done. I read it. I, know, I, like, you read I, like it. The, read I like the conspiracy theories better. Uh, real, very effective. <laughs> real quick, this uh, before we get emails, and I know Brian just sort of said it as an aside, but we know that this wasn't a book. This was just a pure screenplay. Didn't write. There yeah. was no. There was no oh, original right, content right. for this. That's it was true. just yeah. a screenplay. And, and you, uh, you said that it was his directorial debut. It was actually his second film. Ah, damn it! As a director, <laughs> um, before China or not China syndrome. The before the, being allowed to direct this, he had to make a TV movie to kind of, you know, get his feet under him. And it was based on a, a story he wrote called uh, Pursuit. The oh. movie the movie was called Pursuit. The story was called Binary. Oh, what and, was the, uh, the Red Alien Dust movie that, that was kind of like, you know, War of the Worlds where this... Andromeda String? Andromeda String. That's the one I was thinking. Oh, so he didn't direct he that. Did, he, he wrote that, though. that. And that was based on a book, was, though. He wrote it, though. Yeah, good. that was definitely yeah. a book. Um, let's see. Yeah. 26 novels. Good too. Is, 26 novels total. I forgot he did Disclosure. That guy did oh, yeah. a lot. <laughs> oh, dude. That's a good one to forget once you've seen the movie. The book is really good, but boy, the movie is, uh, as we've seen here. Yeah. Like, he got to make some serious money as a director while writing these these things, and it allowed him to sort of retire into just writing novels. You know, and like then he finally becomes really famous and successful. Yeah. Like, he's not, he's not really noted for being a director you know no no i mean right. it, it's mostly his books adapted a- adapted and then some more than others <clears throat> jurassic park obviously <clears throat> probably the best, biggest example of success but i think like you know andromeda strain is well re- regarded still to this day and that's the thing i wanted to get to about this computer vision that that uh they kept showing from uh the perspective of yule brenner it is we look at it now and go <laughs> it looks like you know freaking pixelated nightmare but yeah. at the time, who oh, else was cool. doing this? Nobody. There weren't. Nobody. There weren't. This, there wasn't even an idea of like a dithered pixel kind of LED. Th- that's not even a thing in this early seventies. So yeah. in a lot of ways, this is like I look at it now and go, "Oh yeah, it's like rudimentary digital vision." But I look at it from the eyes of someone who lived then and and then went to see this movie. This must have seemed like freaking magic and I, weird. And I know. Yeah. And you were you were. I mean, we were still coming out of a time when you could still go to the theater and see a western, right? And yeah. so you hardly ever see westerns very much anymore in the way that we think of westerns. And wow, I mean, if you you, you could forget, you'd be there for a while watching this movie, and you could really forget that you're watching, you know something that's not a Western mm-hmm. and then all this stuff uh-huh. starts happening. You're like, Oh wow. Yeah. This is blowing my mind right now. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, he always looked like, uh, Stephen Colbert to me for some reason, Michael Crichton. You'll Brenner. He's no, no, <laughs> Michael Crichton. If you look at Crichton, oh, Crichton. In, uh, in a photo, oh, you'll be like, Oh uh, yeah, it looks like, here. I'll, I'll, oh yeah, he kind of does. Yeah. His Wikipedia photo in particular, he just looks like a young, uh, 
version of that. Yeah. Died too soon. It's funny, I don't know if I've ever seen. I mean, I'm sure I've seen because I've read a lot of his books. I'm sure I've seen pictures of him, but seeing it, it feels like yeah, that's never what I picture Michael Crichton to look like, and I don't know why, but I pictured some grizzled, more you know, old, old gray-haired dude. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I picture uh, what's his face Attenborough from Jurassic Park, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's he. So he's interesting because he received a medical degree from Harvard Medical yeah, School yeah. in '69, but did not practice. He chose to 69, write. Dude, this must be crazy to do like ten years at medical school and then go. Eh, I'm going to write, write books. He used it. He yeah. used it for great effect, though. I mean, if you read any of his, if you read any of his novels, I mean, he does. He he yeah. kind of weaves in and out of technical uh, aspects of stuff that makes the that makes the sci-fi so good because usually he was always watching. For what the next big, you know, science advancement was and uses that to harness our fears, right? He would go, okay, this is things that's coming up. What should we be afraid of? And how will this all play out? I always loved it. That's what Jurassic Park is one of the, you know, is one of his best as far as all that goes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Humanity uh, reaching beyond. And he understands enough of the science that he actually can be plausible about how how it plays out in the book. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Uh, Congo, different story. That's a bad movie. Yeah, except um, for like a few of them. Congo, uh, time, Timeline. Yeah. Oh, the book, the book yeah. is amazing, it's supposed good. to be. It's supposed it's to be good. really good, but that movie's so bad. It's so the bad. The book is really yeah. good. Yeah. book is great. Yeah. And I just want I, just, I want to make a little point about things that Michael Crichton wrote because there's a I think there's a reason why we connect with so much of it. And I'm talking about before 9-11. After 9-11, he became a Rush Limbaugh. But before that, did he? he yeah. <laughs> did he really? I'm sorry oh. to say. I'm sorry to say his final years Aww. were, yeah, no, he was uh, I don't hard, remember to, that. hard to deal with. But um, this guy, uh, he had a, a take on on how you write a story that connects with people. And um, like uh, he wrote Twister, for instance. Uh, and that movie is not about uh, tornadoes. That movie is about uh, uh, some people who were in a romantic relationship and fell apart and are trying to rediscover why they might want to get back together. And the tornadoes are the backdrop for all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic Park, it's not a- entirely about reanimating ancient creatures. It's about how that would impact the world of paleontology. You know, like it's about uh-huh. the people. The, how do the people deal with this? What? How do they react to this? How do they survive this, and so forth? And like, now, you're talking about the book or the movie? Because I think Spielberg's a people person, and he kind of. He's a well, big I'm talking about both. People. I, mean, both. Yeah, I, I didn't book, think the book had that as much. But go ahead. The book, yeah. the book very much gets you into how they relate to each other and and you know what they're thinking and so on. And I I, f- I feel like that is true about Westworld. I feel like Westworld it, it, maybe it fails at this a little bit in in the telling, but Westworld is supposed to be about these rich people. And how they are dealing with what's happening, how they're, you know, these two guys are friends, right? Uh, you know, like they're sharing a room almost, or is it? Or maybe yeah. they're, yeah. they're in yeah. two rooms. Adjoining, across, I think I mean, adjoining yeah. rooms. Yeah. 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 Like like there's, there's a lot of like in, interest here for you as a human, right? And that's, uh, that's the key, I think, to un- understanding Michael Crichton's effect. It's not just about this cool place and mm-hmm. how it came to be but you're you're going to tell a story where i actually feel my heart's pounding because i'm trying to i'm i'm empathizing with this guy you know mm-hmm. but like right. i i felt something when james brolin gets shot i really felt Man, something. I, yeah. I couldn't i couldn't stop 
drawing parallels to Jurassic Park. I hated that in my in my head as I was watching this. I was like, oh, oh you can't help it. So he's just oh, he's just like into theme parks going bad. Okay, I got you. Yeah, sweet. I mean, I, a lot of, a lot of me thinks that Jurassic Park, written in let's see, that was in 1990. You get the feeling yeah. that that was the culmination of maybe what his some of most of his ideas and for Westworld. He, he like, obviously has a fear of Unix systems and them <laughs> shutting down, and then you get stuck somewhere because that was the theme here too. I kept waiting for them to try to find some way to you know send somebody out with the robots to uh, out to the to, out to the you know the the I mean, the power locker. I love yeah, that at 73, uh, they're all sitting it. around going, you know, the future of computers will always be reel to reel tape. That'll always be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think and we'll lock ex- the doors. Yeah, I think you but- can extend it this like trope way out beyond Jurassic Park because uh, Jurassic Park is a story about humans being stuck in a place where uh, everything is trying to kill them, and like so is Congo. You're stuck in the Congo with a bunch of super intelligent apes, and Sphere. You're stuck at the bottom of the ocean with some dangerous aliens, and so on and so on. Timeline. You're stuck in the past with people right. who want to kill you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's this is kind of like. That's kind of his go-to trope, like overall. Yeah, sure. but this was like what I mean. You can even tell because of the dialogue how early this was in knowing about computer viruses. Are you telling me that a computer can get a virus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah, and that's, that's I guess what I'm saying is some of this stuff jumped out at me as like innovative and uh, it's old hat now. But at the time, sure. I, I, man, the I don't time. I don't think in '73 these concepts were common at all. And yeah, so that right. was really cool. I mean, there's obviously this this very visceral thing of I'm getting chased by a crazy thing and it's going to kill me and it's nonstop and it won't stop until I find a way to kill it. And that can't stop that plays, you know, with basic human <laughs> emotion, but I didn't expect all this other stuff on top of it. Now, you know, it's a cheesy seventies uh, look and everything looks like it was made in the seventies. Sure. The collars are yeah. terrible. Uh, you know, the clothes and the stuff and the whatever, but the one part I could not get over and it was echoed by uh, somebody on, I think it was Twitter or somewhere but they could not get over the fact that these two main protagonists in this film, uh, James Brolin and the other guy, Benjamin, um, Richard Benjamin, they are like time traveling, uh, uh, Christian oh, Bale, Christian Bale, Christian Bale yeah. and Pedro Pascal. Yeah. I mean, they just yeah, look like yeah. those two guys. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I could go for that remake. I would, I would yeah. watch that. <laughs> yeah. Remake the movie. I, I don't understand how the series missed all of the, like the best things about this movie for me, you know, I guess, you know what? That's funny. You say that because I I think the shows, I like the series as well, but here's, but I think you're actually right about this, but I didn't know it until I saw this, this, the show could, the show wanted to get a little too esoteric for its own good. In my opinion, it wanted to go too far. Of, of these, I don't even mind the ethics stuff. It's just because you have a show, right? You have to, you have to pad things out, but, what sure. my problem with it is, is this has a purity of, of focus, <clears throat> which I, the only time I think it strays from is I really don't care about the other two worlds in here. Just focus mm-hmm. on Westworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the show show is maybe a little smarter in that way, at least for the first season or two. But but the, the movie is just like this pure like, hey, it's all going wrong and it's going to get worse and we've got to survive it. That that could have been a better show. Again, how do you drag that out? I don't know. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe you don't. This is a single season. I don't know. But, but, but I I came away going. I still like the series, even though they canceled it early. It pisses me off. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We're in the we're in the times of cancellation. By the way, we did we just found out they canceled the series. What about a week ago? Maybe a week ago. About a week ago. After yeah. yeah. 
something like that. Wild. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Just I'd love and some I'm closure, hoping, but whatever. I'm hoping that you know they say, all right, you know what? We have one last little bit of the story to tell to wrap things up. We'll just do it as a movie. Yeah, um, do it like Deadwood yeah. did. Yeah. But yeah. don't take as long as it took you with that. Right, exactly. Please. That'd be great. But, um, do, but, but you know what I, I'm saying? Like, it's just there's something about this that really elevated it. And now I finally understand why people who have problems with the series and love the original, what they're talking about. Because up till now, I thought they were full of shit. But I get right, it. Right. I get it. You know? Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. And and I mean, maybe, maybe it shouldn't have been a, a longer series, but I just feel like it's it's a bit of a miss that the series didn't uh, didn't like start earlier, basically, mm-hmm. uh, because that's where that's where I feel like so much of this movie is so good. It it starts with you sort of wondering what are they going to? Who are these people? These wealthy people? How how are they already? thinking about whatever this mysterious thing they're going to is and you could have episode after episode after episode of just that just the preparatory stuff you know yeah yeah i agree sure um i forgot he made er i always forget michael oh, yeah. yeah 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 was in charge of that which again <laughs> er is this like it's a bunch of people in relationships <laughs> but it's also everybody running around all the time trying not to have yeah. people die it's just like all right michael Crichton, he was yeah, running from um, it, something. He, it wasn't his only trope. This this people trapped in a place with dangerous enemies. Like it wasn't the only thing. No. And and by the way, uh, one of the versions of that trope is called a uh, holodeck malfunction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just like <laughs> that's the name of it. Mm-hmm. And usually it, involving Moriarty. Yeah. <laughs> and if you think about it, like that's not really a thing for seventeen years after yeah. this movie. Like it's this movie, and then a lot of time goes by before a bunch of popular entertainment starts aping on it. You know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting, but uh, I mean, so- Cylons, you know, weren't that thing in the original Battlestar Galactica, but became this when they when they redid it. You know, yeah. the these replicants that uh, yeah. you you couldn't tell that they were human, and Blade Runner too. Speaking of replicants, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, John Carpenter, famous horror uh, master Halloween? filmmaker, John Carpenter. Yeah says that he based the indestructible nature of his killer Michael Myers entirely on Yul Brenner's character in this film. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And even Schwarzenegger says, um, because he and Cameron talked about it, but he says, I, I focused on trying to do what he did for Terminator, right. first Terminator. It's, it's a very effective thing. You know, uh, acting as a a singular focused killing machine, basically, is what Yul Brenner has to do. Um after that first interaction in the bar and munching, he needs his mama, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> which is great. I hope you, you have this boy a bib. Oh yeah. I got yeah. some of that. Yeah. Uh, but having him basically turn into this, this solely based on killing Richard Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, he, he suddenly activated the nemesis system. It was pretty yeah, good. I love yeah, exactly. yeah. That's a good way of putting that. I like that. He got paid 75 grand for his work, which at the time, if you adjust for inflation, that's about 485 grand a day. That's a lot um, of rubles. It's a decent, yeah. It's a lot of rubles. <laughs> I was going to actually ask that question. Do we have a favorite Russian-born actor? Because uh, I think Yul Brenner's up there. Yeah, Yul Brenner's up there, right? Um, Yakov Smirnov. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who was the? There was a skater guy or a, something that was a big deal for White he Knights was a guy. Skater guy. Remember that the, dude? Uh, Anton uh, Sugar. No. No. no Sugar. Star Trek. Oh. Oh. Uh, um, 
Was he was he uh, Russian born? No, he just that? played a Russian. Anton Yeltsin, I think, is from. Well, he may be his background, family and stuff might be, but I'm pretty sure okay. he's. Uh, let's see, I could actually look it up. I, am, I think he was born I, here. Okay. Uh, I am. I am going to go with. <laughs> no, no you know what? He was born. He was born. He was raised here, but he was born in Leningrad. You are absolutely correct. Okay. Russian born. Yep. Uh, I mean, obviously, we know like Mila Jovovich, and uh, so she's Ukrainian, though. Are, are, uh, are, we, right. are we asking? Are we asking USSR born? No, are let's say the, whole thing? the <laughs> yeah. flux of things. Maybe we should wait on that part of it. <laughs> this, I don't believe this thing that comes up on Google when you say Russian born actors, and it's got people like Michael Douglas, Neil Diamond, Mel Brooks. Oh, uh, I don't. James I don't. Franco. <laughs> I think we're we're naming people who played Russians at some point. <laughs> yeah, maybe those aren't so. born there. I don't know. Like, I don't even know if this is a category. Maybe Yul Brenner owns it. I don't know. His yeah. BIMDB photo looks like uh, Putin, though. He looks like Putin. Vladimir Putin. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of, the... How tall is Yul Brenner? He looks, he looks kind of short in this film. I think he's short. Laugh. I loved it. I think he's short. Let's yeah. see. I can tell you. It's right here. He is. Oh, this is Five, Wikipedia six. page. Oh, here we go. 5'8". Here, here's everybody's favorite uh, Russian-born actor, Alexander Gudinov, the uh, witness and diehard. Oh, yes. He's fantastic. Oh, uh, white-haired guy, uh, blonde-haired guy, or blonde-haired like, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's the one that gets um, uh, uh, he gets ice cream in the face in Witness. Yeah, right. I mean, Dolph Lundgren, uh, my favorite, my favorite up. Russian. Yeah, he's Dolph the one that comes Lundgren. out for for revenge, he... and the TGI Fridays guy shoots him. <laughs> no, he's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would break him. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was something else, but I guess he. Yeah, he's sure. not. He's not. Wait, oh, you talking about? I'm talking about white, uh, no blonde-haired dude. Oh, Rund- Lundgren's definitely not. He's Swedish. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but Gudenov is. I was, was making a joke. Yeah, you were making yeah, jokes. He was born on Sak Halin Island at the far eastern end of the former Soviet Union. Oh, nice. Well, he got out of there right in time. The ass end of Soviet Union. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yul Brenner, for the record, just for funsies here, died in '85. He was 65 years old. Oh, that's all. Uh, he was. He has been. He's chain smoked since he was 10. And uh, wow. everything he had That'll in the it. end was a cause of that. Multiple heart attacks. His lungs were all effed. He had all kinds of issues. So don't That's smoke, just, kids. And then the good life. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it, it, was, it was hard to watch some of the smoking in this movie. Like there was so much smoking. It was there a was lot. A, it was, there were, yeah. There were yeah. like, okay, you're in a you're in an old Western bar. Uh, That's fine. But like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm smoke like smoking literally in bed. No, I can't take that. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just love the you know the the Delos board meeting where everybody's got one of those giant glass ashtrays. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. That's how Man, it was. There was a time in this country where you could you couldn't even go to a McDonald's that little metal ashtray uh, oh, every right. table. It was just. Yeah. Did you guys ever do it? Did you guys ever young enough or whatever to get on a flight that had smoking? Because I remember totally. one yeah. or two, one or yeah. two yeah. very early in my life, and that was it. I flew the, back the and forth to California alone every summer. For, for two weeks and uh, like since I was eight and uh, yeah. so I remember those those flip up little ashtrays in the armrests yeah, so I'd play with those for an hour and a half of that flight yep <laughs> flip flop flip yeah. flop turns out they didn't I'm have kill you boy they didn't have good in flight <laughs> entertainment back then for a uh, continental flight no, like that really didn't no um, one thing I noticed here one thing I really like is uh, the difference between what you would pay at Delos if you went then versus today. So here's your inflation. Oh, yeah. Inflation. <laughs> thousand bucks a day is what they said in the movie. 
Adjust, yeah. adjust that for inflation today, you would pay $6,475.32 a day in 2022. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And and we would have if we were making well, this movie right now we would have talked about that we would have well, we would have talked about how it's pricing out everyone except the elite few yeah. and I've got, and what, what that means yeah, yeah yeah but i've got to ask though this is supposed to be a this isn't like this was supposed to be happening at the time it's supposed to be in the future so had he already adjusted for inflation oh i see what you're saying i mean i don't know i think they just thought a thousand sounded high and so they did it yeah, won't be a lot of money. Thousand yeah. sounds good. A thousand sounds Roll like it. a lot. It still sounds high. It sounds like a lot of money per day. Okay. It's like we yeah. only paid Yul Brenner seventy five of those, so we can do it. Let's do a thousand. <laughs> you couldn't even be here for seventy five days. That's What's right. Um, I know this is kind of aping our Star Trek connections a little bit, but you guys notice Major Barrett as the robotic brothel keeper yes. lady. Did oh yeah, know? right oh. out of the gate. Yeah. Well, first thing I first thing I thought. Oh look, there's a Gene Roddenberry's wife. Right yeah, there. hanging yeah. out. <clears throat> wow, doing her good thing. Night. I saw her and I went, she looks familiar. And then I went and looked it up. That was, did you capture uh, some of her talking? Um, I don't remember. I might've, it's, it is not her Luxana Troy voice. That's no. what uh, she has. Apparently, some different voices, and she has the computer voice, Luxana Troy, right. and this, and yeah, whatever, whatever this, this is, is, is not those. I agree. It's yeah. also are I you, felt that way about the gun fanning thing. No, no, <laughs> that was great though. I love that. But I'm, I, I don't understand what Dick Van Patten's voice was. Also, I didn't know Dick Van Patten was in this. Right? Yeah, it wasn't the yeah. uh, the Winnie the Pooh sounding voice like he had in Eight Is Enough. It was very yeah. different. <laughs> I'm right. the sheriff. Now. Yeah, that was weird. Eight is enough. Eight is enough. Had like three seasons. How did that show become so mighty? I don't know either. It you guys, I, I we watched that all the time growing yeah, up. Yeah, it ran in syndication forever. I think that's the reason why. The same three, same three seasons. Yeah, for years. Honestly, I remember thinking. Years? I remember yeah, thinking seasons. Charles and Charles, Charles and Charles, Charles in charge. Charles in it's a whole charge. different show. I thought that was cool, but only because the one kid, uh, I forgot his name. That always hangs out with Scott Bayo. Willie Ames. Willie Ames. I forgot yeah, Willie. Or, yeah. yeah, at the time it was like, oh, Willie Ames has a new comedy. I'm going to go watch that. And huh. now I look back and go, what are you doing? Who cares what Willie Ames is doing? Ames, yeah. Ames was great for uh, for uh, syndication because Charles in Charge was uh, direct syndication, right? It was. Was it? One, oh, was of, it? The, one of the first oh, ones. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah, interesting. They just, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I thought that was a. Wild stuff. Like a long, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. No, there was, was no prime time of that. It was just like all afternoon stuff. It's like, there you go, straight to syndication. Yeah. I mean, look, Star Trek would be that. I'm grateful yeah. for straight to syndication. Like TNG, people yeah. have it, we revere it. But yeah. who, what other straight to syndication do you revere? Was I watching that on the, that was it this, what channel was that? Well, UPN? What was, what was it no, on UPN originally? Didn't, UPN didn't start until, um, uh, Voyager. Voyager was a UPN production or a UPN right. premiere, and that ran on that new network. Yes. But prior to that, TNG and DS9 were just straight to syndication, so they were See, whatever yeah. channel yeah. your local affiliate picked it up. Right. And I loved that. I loved. I mean, those were so yeah. great. But then, what else was there for syndication? Freaking Hercules and Xena <laughs> Warrior Princess. Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah, hers was better. Hercules sucked. Well, duh. Yeah, Xena was awesome. Um, way to way to anyway. way to state the obvious. That is true. <laughs> uh, so anyway, a couple things. I'll tell you what grossed me out. Let's just play this oh, here. Gross. What do you I guys think? think? Uh, was it Josh Brolin having his lips in the dirt? Uh, that was great when he died. <laughs> he, died was, he was he's all kissing, that. literally kissing the dirt. Is what he's <laughs> he doing. Was. Let's it check with the uh, judges. 
Correct. That is correct. Um, yeah. yeah. He, I, that was not a body double. That, that was that was him oh, with his lips. He's flopping yeah, around like a fish. Yeah, he yeah, really like, took a bullet. That, that's a great little stunt. There were some really good stunts in this movie. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one um, falling the, off the roof with uh, uh, Mule Brenner's second death. Um, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. His his stunt guy really like good. really goes for it. Yeah. Flips. He flips over. That's dangerous. Even though the blood in this movie looked like red paint. It it really <laughs> yes. did have. They had a lot more blood than I expect. A lot of a lot of blood packs popping in people's backs and fronts and stuff like oh, that. Oh, for sure. Like making it look like the bullet went straight through Yul Brenner in the yeah. in the hotel room. Yeah. What you think yeah. about seventy slow motion? How was that? That was oh, pretty fun. I don't know about that. Yeah. A seventy slow motion. You know what? I'll take their slow motion in the seventies over their zoom up to someone's face in the seventies. I hate for, that for sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Do not do that. Except that. when you need to show me. Um, a robot's face like melting or yes. coming apart. That's I'll I'll take the zoom then. That's good. Yeah. I, love sure. that yeah. I love that you'll I love that Yul Brenner's uh, robot. What's the robot's name? Anyway, I love when after he gets asked, the, yeah, yeah, the gunslinger. I think that's what it was. After he gets asked in the face, he just walks over to the eyewash station, yeah. and then our hero, our hero, kind of walks off like, "Well, that's done. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm all done now." Yeah. <laughs> Huge plot hole. Yeah, right? that was we a need big to one. Talk about, I'm glad it was at the end of the movie when yeah, this happens, yeah. but. Um, apparently all you need to defeat these robots is a little spritzer bottle because yeah. Yeah. when he right. tries to give a drop of water to one of them, it kills <laughs> to the her. woman. Yeah. And the, uh, right. So I you're going to tell me the gunslinger survived washing his face. No, no. Yeah. I, I laughed out loud the, at that part where the lady died. I, that made me I, laugh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I yeah. love how, I love how the guy on the, uh, on the, the three wheel go cart, uh, go, uh, golf cart out in the, out in the wood, <laughs> I, or the desert, excuse me. I love how he outlined the entire rest of the movie. He was like, yeah, you can put some acid in their face. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, before I get That's a bullet to way. the chest, please do these four things, these four steps yeah. to solve your right. problem. Yeah. Yeah. That guy made me laugh. I don't know why, but her, her drink in the water, him trying to give water to a robot and her burning out. Yeah. I don't know why. No, it made me no, laugh. No. It did. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Like. Um, I don't understand why that guy just succumbed to his inevitable death. Like, why, why don't you jump on the horse and see if you can get away? Oh, the, oh the, did it, though. The, uh, just quit. The employee fixing his the, tire. Yeah. yeah. The technician. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he was. I, I think just, he thought that he had a better chance of surviving if he could drive away than, than hop on yeah. the horse. He gets especially killed. If, especially if the robots are all going crazy. What's to stop the robot horse from going, not going yeah. crazy and taking you into yeah. a tree? I, uh, I'm mad at the movie for making me think so much about robot horses. That is, it, it, like, <laughs> it really, oh my God, the scene... The scene when they okay after everything is destroyed and they took all you know and and they at the nighttime they have all the robots come back in for repair oh, sure. and seeing seeing that scene where they're like going over the you know the the tables of ro human robots and then there's like there's a couple of cats there's a horse <laughs> yeah. sitting right oh, next really? to it oh my god it is hilarious to see and I'm like how did they do that did they get that, that did real? do that does this company drive a herd of robotic cattle through town every day I need to know yeah. 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 And if yes, do they also have uh, robotic uh, egrets that that oh, hang out? Yeah. Like, sure, yeah. sure. Why sure. Not? Hang out on the cattle? Why not? I mean, that's the the that's left to your imagination a lot. That's where the show really shines. Is it? It does explore like all the tech and the stuff and but where it comes those from. Those egrets really just—they're just an add-on. 
Yeah, but and then I have a, and then I have an infinite regress that starts happening. So the janitorial group shows up. Are those robots? And if yeah, yes, yeah. if yes, then were they built by robots? And were those robots built by robots? You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say the the clean. You gotta crew, read the book. I say damage control are uh, are real people who are going in there and picking up the robots. Yeah, and that, putting that's, up the you gotta read the book that doesn't exist. Read that book. Surely, right, exactly. Read the book. Yeah. Surely you would just breed and and establish a, a herd of real horses. It's so much cheaper. It's yeah. got to be like insanely cheaper to just bring well, it. But up. would horses let you? Would horses let a robot ride them? I'm yeah. curious. But also, would they hold question. still? Also, all night sitting on top of their thing, waiting for their cue to move? Like I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I think all that get... stuff's complicated. The the show gets into the horse stuff a lot, actually. Yeah, There's a lot of horse shit. Though their whole intro, like two or th- season two or three, has part of their intros is like this big sinewy white right. skeletal horse yeah. moving around. It's pretty cool. And the opening credits, yeah. Um, the show's biggest mistake this- is they didn't stay in Westworld. I think getting out into the real world was stupid. I hated that. But. I mean, you've got to. It's got to be. It's the Lost World thing, right? Like, oh, this, this, you know, for this first part, they go crazy in the park. For the second one, wow, what if they get into the real world with all the other people? Yeah, and that was the that was the. That was the scary part, right? When uh, Yul Brenner's gunslinger uh, has the possibility of escape he, yeah. for just a minute. It's right. like you're not only worried about the character, like, oh shit, he's might get out into the really real world. That'd be even scarier. Did this TV series? I haven't watched all of it. I watched some of it. Did it ever get into the other two worlds? Yes, the, uh, yes. You know? Samurai okay. Samurai right. World had a whole thing in season two or three. I forget. Um, okay, and so their their worlds were different. They had Samurai World. They had. What else did they show? Does that I can't remember what, they, what the other one was. I know they I talked all about the, it. I, but. I love that all the ladies were like, I want to go to Roman world where all the sexy happens. And all the <laughs> right? men were like, yeah. I want to shoot shit. Let's go to West world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, they, they, exp- I expected less. They got a little comedic with it when the bar fights and stuff. Yeah. They just played yeah. that like straight old TV. West. That was bullshit. If a robot punches you and you fly across the room, the robots hurting you. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. you're hurt. Yeah. Sure. yeah, you're hurt. Same with the swords. I mean, yeah, like the you know. Okay, yeah. I can understand the bullets are set up to not do that. If the bullet, if the swords just automatically turn into like limp red vines, basically <laughs> when you pointed them at a human. Ooh, owie. Ooh, oh no, Mister Robot. <laughs> Right. I love that you went to Red Vines. I don't know. I didn't expect <laughs> right, that. <right. laughs> I was limp thinking of something uh, limp, like a you know a wet spaghetti noodle. But I actually so wrote that down. Fantasy it's like, world. Yeah. Go ahead. In in, uh, in Dallas and the in series. the newer TV series, and we can talk about the '80s Westworld TV series in a little bit. Oh, there, wait! Uh, I didn't know about that. about that. That's news. Yes. Okay. One season of it's called Beyond Westworld, and it's uh, right. only the only way you can watch it now is paying for it on Apple TV. But Just to close can, your eyes and imagine we can, it. Watch, we can watch it. it. Okay. And it's a direct sequel to this. Uh, they had Fantasy World, which is basically like uh, Medieval World. They had a <laughs> the garage, <laughs> yeah. garage, which uh, was not from what's happening, but was inspired by the European <laughs> rule of India. Hi, 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 okay. uh, Golden Age, Shogun World, which we talked about, uh, War World. Oh, why would you want to go to War World? That would suck. And uh, Because, because and apparently it, yeah. you just want to kill people. Like, that's a... 
Yeah, that's like his forties, World War II. At least in like Westworld, you can like you know you can fight a little, love a little, you know. Yeah, right, I mean because you're getting little. the old West experience, but there's a reason people play. You know, people play Red Dead Redemption or two for that, and then if they want to sure. go play Call of Duty and shoot each other with modern weapons, they do that. I guess that's I think true. that's the concept. Yeah. It's like here, these are genres, and these but are. That's the just me moving ones. my thumbs around. Actually, getting out there and doing <laughs> it. That sounds like a lot of work. Oh, it does, dude. But but see, yeah. that's the that's the fantasy i don't know if it's the real i don't think the truth plays out like this in the future but the fantasy is you're really shooting people you know how fun would it be to like you know go kill nazis go to a park where you're actually (laughs) shooting nazi robots i mean come on i do it in real life i don't know it on a game it seems it it, i can kind of disconnect it it's like oh i'm i'm pretty good at shooting things that's that's fun Sure, but yeah. if, if, but back to seeing a human that looks like a not that kind of that would I don't know if I could do that. I don't it'd think be I it'd be hard. Yeah, I, I think yeah, part of it too is I'm just too tired though too. Like, that's too too. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying I can't. I get right. time for this. So people yeah. are like, like hey, Westworld, you couldn't get by and not have to kill anybody. But yeah. in War yeah. World, you're killing people. Yeah, you're killing, you're killing people. It's happening. Yeah. Right. Or people, is, you know, somebody says to me, "Hey, you want to go golfing?" I'm like, eh. But I'll play a video. That sounds I'll, like I'll, outdoor stuff. I'll play I'm not really into PGA that. tour all yeah. day long. I'll play that game. Right. Yeah, I will. I'll put I'll put all my virtual quarters in there and play all day. But yeah. I ain't going to your damn. I'm not standing in the sun and dealing with like sun. bugs and flies and oh, you and your shitty things. thing and the people ahead of us. Right, and right. I don't want to do any hooking that. and slicing. Which that's why. That's, that's why I don't think there's there's any. I don't think we ultimately like this is the ultimate destination <laughs> for video games. Yeah. No, yeah. no, my. I had a coworker uh, shared an office with a guy named Peter. Great, one of the greatest people I ever <laughs> yeah. worked with, and uh, he was a big windsurfer. And he'd he'd irritatingly always use the word "epic" for any any positive God. thing like that he was describing. Was like, oh yeah, you know that that oh I was out windsurfing the the waves and the wind were epic. It's like okay, that works, but you know the the fries you just got at uh, Carl's Jr. are not epic. <laughs> no, they're not. Now uh, he would also he was also the type whenever he'd take a drink, he always finished it with. Like oh, yeah. always. See, I and like those all, people. They're like they're my, max enjoying life. Look at that person, he, max enjoying he, life. Yeah. You'd bring out my passive aggressive. Oh, is that <laughs> is that drink refreshing? <laughs> Whenever you do that. Or was it anyway, yeah. he and I got a copy of uh, PGA Tour, whatever it was, back in 1994, and uh, played it, you know, during breaks and and whatever. And we thought we'd be so good at golf because of that game. So across the street from our office was an actual golf course, the Indian Peaks Golf Course. And it's a very flat course, not a lot of hills and stuff. So we're like, all right, well, you know, we're really good at the uh, video game. I'll bet we'd be really good at the golf game because we, you know, same <laughs> same rules applied. We get out there and it's like, shwing, you know, balls flying out into the street and all over the place. Uh, but we, kept, we kept at it and got got okay I don't think I I could ever get more than like two or three pars per uh, per eighteen holes. Yeah. There's a lot of eagles and double eagles, and let's just pick up the ball and move on. So, <laughs> right. But uh, uh, but it was funny how you know you playing a video game and thinking you'd be really good at a thing. You know, shooting shooting Nazis or or Red Dead Redemption West uh, Old West, and then actually going and doing it's like, oh yeah, no far. There's a far cry. Yeah, uh, no, that's why I always said like when when, when powers that be would say games like Doom and Quake are training our children to be murderers. I'm like, <laughs> right. I got bad news for you, dude. Those guns are yeah. nothing like what you're gonna There's do. No la- last Starfighter happening in no. this world. Nobody goes. Uh, where's the WASD on this gun? Like nobody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> doesn't work that way. I- I agree with everything you just said. However, I do think the movie is right and probably even plays it a little safe that 
every rich dude would be going to this brothel. Like oh, you'd yeah. be oh, paying sure. whatever it costs Hell yeah. to find out what is under the skirts of these women robots. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, that is true. I think, you know, the Epstein Islands of the world, whatever, where, where billionaires go and act out their most horrid fantasies because they can because they're billionaires. Like that is a that is definitely a thing. And historically, there's lots of stories about, you know, people who are just all sorts of debauchery happens. So that always rung true to me. And it did in this movie, too. Like, if you're loaded and you're bored and you've tried every earthly pleasure there is, you go for what's what's next, robot lady. Yeah, go spend 2,000 bucks a day for a fleshlight with a face, basically. (laughs) And... And then the movie, the movie got some of the subtleties of it because, like Richard Benjamin, uh, Peter, Peter comes away from that experience kind of like, eh, it was meh, yeah, right. Like yeah. I thought that was well, really cool. He didn't halfway through having sex with her, the the hooker starts downloading new firmware. Yeah, uh, I saw that. <laughs> you almost see a little Jeez, you progress bored in her doing? eyes. Yeah, yeah. beach ball. Yeah. All, all the robots looked bored. They yeah. looked terribly yeah. bored. That's. I, I do like a robot in the seventies look bored. I think that's oh, what they I'm thought so... it would be like is that, that, you know, robots would be very inhuman in a way. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. so glad you cap- captured the gif of the, the elevator operating woman in the people mover <laughs> who, who watches the door close and then just decides to look directly at the camera, looking bored. Like she's done this scene a thousand times. Yeah, and It was a funny choice. Movie. It made me laugh. Uh, Actually, there's a lot of great. There's a great gift potential in this movie, more than I there thought is. there would be. Yeah, um, the other, the other big one, the the whole thing with the reflecting sunglasses, uh, oh, that shot. that still gets used so much. Maybe not as much today, but certainly like as recently as the early 2000s, definitely in the 90s. Yeah. And it always irritates me that and the. I'm using a computer, so somebody needs to project what I'm doing on the computer onto my face, yeah. like lines yeah. of code going up my yeah. face. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Don't like that. You know, yeah, it's so distracting. Screen, it takes me right screen out. Screen economy. I, I, I actually kind of like it. And oh, man, God, the you folks really, you did, oh. the focus you'd have to have to fly that apparently is a lot because that dude was laser focused in on <laughs> was, operating yeah. that hovercraft. Yeah. yeah. Who there were so you, many. I I really do mean. I I really think Christian Bale and Pedro Pascal would be perfect in these roles. But do you think yeah. this is viable? Like, would it? Let's pretend the show didn't happen, and we just heard there was a remake coming. Do you think it, yeah. enough people would be stoked? Is this too lost to time? Like, I think that it's too soon after the show. I feel like the the show tells tells the widest story that you would you'd try and pare down into a movie and i thought you said widest story i'm sorry go ahead. Wi- widest with the D. widest i got you wide <laughs> right yeah uh so they uh, so let's say you put 30 years between it, you could probably do it yeah i think so yeah okay i mean i'd even say 10 years you know down the line and you you figure out a different way to do it right it can't just be robots are going crazy what do we do it's you know it's got to be there's got to be some other element i don't even know what that it, it is could could just be robots are going crazy <laughs> like that's kind of that's pretty good be lazy i mean but you know that's been done so many times it would be disappointing if that's all they did with it unless it they just, just oh. did it so freaking well like yeah. that's all i would really need here give me some really great action and amp it all up i'm i'm okay with that same plot just go nuts with it like set yeah. pieces yeah. and moments of like have I mean, him the Terminator sort of, yeah. aspect of a Yul Brenner gunslinger that just keeps hunting the, the person that, that shot him initially. 
that aspect is great and that you know that the danger that that creates and, and makes you feel there was nothing like that in the um yeah, the show, uh, by the, the way, HBO didn't, show. didn't yeah. do it. The show thought it for a minute. We thought they were going to because here comes Ed Harris in a black all in black with a right. cool hat. And we're like, oh, it's a man in black. It's He's, the old uh, Brenner character. Yeah, all that's right, going to be cool. we, we found our guy. And no, they don't do that No, which really bummed me out. That's one of my biggest disappointments in the after seeing the movie. It's weird. But seeing yeah. the movie, I'm like, well, there's your strength. What did, what did the TV give us? A lot of mystery. A lot of people with little side stories. Right. It's a series. I get it. You can't just do one, you know, quick plot. But I get you. Yeah, because once you destroy, if, if Ed Harris is that gunslinger, then once you destroy him, then that's like okay, that's it. We just don't, we don't repair that guy because he's bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But had they made a movie with that cast, with him as the gunslinger, it was yeah. two hours long, and he went crazy and tried to kill everybody. I'd be into that. Sure, yeah, I'd watch yeah. the H out of that. That'd be great. Um, I was I was so glad to notice uh, uh, Dunaway brought up the cinematography. Like, I it just it was so good, it was so it was freaking good, fantastic. And uh, it made it made me go uh, remind myself of Gene Polito. This was the our cinematographer for this film, and he did a bunch of other interesting things. Uh, after the he was the director of photography for Future World. Um, he, 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 for some reason was hired to do comedies. He cinematographer for bad news bears and up in smoke, Cheech and Chong. Right. And I just like it, it, I love noticing like, like really seeing, Oh, there's a, there's a person who thought a lot about what's this, what's this going to look like as a single shot. This, this could be a movie poster of a shot and it was over and over. There's a, a shot of the two leads out in the desert when they first try to escape where I'm just like, wow, that's. You know, like, that's a real a lot of thought behind this. I agree. I thought that all looked really good, but did it strike you? Because it did me. I was like, "Why is this set so familiar? Something's weird," and I oh, couldn't yeah, get it out of yeah. my head. And I went and looked it up. It's freaking the same exact set from either the next year or the year previous that they used for Blazing Saddles. It's the same one. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine, but it took me out a little bit. I'm like, "Oh, there's that place where the horse." Uh, farted or whatever happened i don't i don't remember what happened but some joke <laughs> the happened the horse farted you, i can't remember somebody, about when the horse got punched out that oh was when, yeah game. the horse got punched that's what i'm thinking of yeah, oh, yeah. and there's they have there's a, a robot scene. now so we know it's a robot so it's okay. <laughs> they have a scene in westworld where it's right in front of that exact same saloon or whatever the hell building it was and that, and it, that section of the wb burbank studios which is doesn't exist anymore but that section was used a lot that's not just yeah. blazing saddles yeah that's like where i could that that's was, what i thought of it but that, you're, you're right it's probably in everything right anything western it, like it was used for fantasy Island and fall guy. And, you know, we watched the movie Maverick. Maverick was shot on that set. Uh, some of it. Mm. I never really thought of it, but I, fantasy Island is kind of this concept, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. But, right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's just different worlds essentially. Yeah. Except it, it, the, the concept being like, Oh, you're coming here for your ultimate thing, but it's going to yeah. not go the way you expect. And, but yeah. you're really Far here fewer. for some psych psychiatrist moments. Cause that's, what's going to happen. Yeah. Far it's, fewer robots on fantasy. Island. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Really just tattoo and Dr. Rourke. Just tattoo. Mr. Rourke. Yeah. Dr. Rourke. By the way, the, uh, the, what's it, what's it called? The Roman gardens. S- yes. scenes. Yeah. Those yes. were, those were filmed in Beverly Hills. Apparently there's a mansion. <laughs> In Beverly Hills, that uh, was used for a bunch of stuff like this. That doesn't surprise um, me. Yeah, uh, we, we saw it. We saw it in Commando. Hmm. Um, this was uh, the, like it's got a bunch of credits. Wait a minute, that's uh, that's the one where he goes and attacks it, and all the terrorists fight him. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hmm. great. Yeah, it's called Harold Lloyd's Green Acres Estate. Was it really Harold oh. Lloyd's? Was it Harold Lloyd's house. <laughs> 
Green Acres. I don't know who Harold that. Lloyd is, so I have no idea. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> Some old Hollywood type. He sounds like a Hollywood type, doesn't he? Ah, uh, Harold Lloyd, he made Hollywood that picture type. happen. If that picture hadn't happened, no Harold Lloyd. Blah, blah, blah. That's what it sounds like. Hey, Brian, if it was, that, was that your phone is that call? what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know. Wait. We could look him up, I suppose. Well, we, no, no. I'm just saying, okay, that, that just, that's just interesting that, that you don't know who Harold Lloyd is. The I really don't. The silent film actor Harold Lloyd, I'm assuming is what you're referring to. I Huge assume so. Comedic value. You've seen you've seen like him, him hanging off the, 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 the clock and those black and whites. You've seen him uh, avoiding the, uh, the house falling him? on him. Okay. Wait, yeah. the hanging off the clock is uh, – is, um, It's not, not Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. No, no not Chaplin. Yeah, the other one. The other one, um, Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. How, well, the, I, he's probably done one too. But Harold Lloyd is the one that that really? I remember. I don't know if Buster Keaton did one or not. Yeah, yeah. Ha- Harold Lloyd's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, look at you, Mister Old Soul, with your Harold Lloyd knowledge. Well, I I just watched some documentaries a couple, safety, like four or five years last ago. Safety is the uh, yeah. the Harry Harold Lloyd, the famous one that you see. Yeah. You think Harry Lloyd is like ah? Listen, I'm I've been real popular here in Hollywood. See, build me a house that looks like Great Garden. See. <laughs> You think he did that? And then said, make other movies with my maybe, yard. Get commando. He didn't say a thing. Maybe, he didn't say he a did, thing. Maybe he did all of his negotiations silently. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Sure wildly. He held up cards yeah. while music played and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's what I want, want you to do. You get the idea. <laughs> I love that. That's a really great idea. Uh, who's our guy with the mustache? What's his name? The actor? Uh, Alan, Alan Oppenheimer. All right. That guy's got a really, really hairy armpit. I just want to put it out. There he is. Really hairy. Yes, like just. My gosh! When he got in there with the with the hooker uh, robot, I went. Uh, oh no! That? Wait, wait, wait! You mean the uh, the lead? Sorry, yeah, I the thought lead. you were talking about the Richard chief. Benjamin. Then, yeah. yeah, Richard Benjamin also. Oh, oh well, wait! Who's Oppenheimer? He's the that he was a chief supervisor with the he, amazing he made mustache. That, made that bomb, right? Oh, 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 right. Well, yeah, that's based on him. I assume they named him Oppenheimer for that, right? Because he's the guy that made the. No, part. no, no, no. He's, he's the, actor, the actor, is, actor. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I understand that. But oh, I right. He's not the character. Duh. So maybe his parents, you know, were really impressed with Oppenheimer. <laughs> maybe he's related to Oppenheimer. That guy really made know. a difference in the world. Could be, yeah. See, he's still with and us. He's that's around. a pretty. That's a pretty. Uh, you know, unique name could could be yeah. somehow. Related. That guy's still really working, by the way. He was um, German, King right? Grayskull and He Man and the Masters of the Universe this year. Oh, really? Uh, he's a voice I on Chippendale Rescue Rangers that everyone raves about. And he was, <laughs> oh, he played Skeletor in that. I didn't know they were in that. Um, and then, let's see, Toy Story 4, uh, the old timer guy, and that was this guy. He's still, look at him. That's great. Remember Toy Story 4, Brian? Or Dunaway? You'd love that. Dunaway, You'd love it. Yeah. I remember, remember haven't seen favorite. 4 yet. I've only, I, I started watching. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I didn't care for 3, but 4 was pretty good from what I saw. So I, I just haven't went back. And do you do that yet. a lot where you start a thing and then don't um, pick it up uh, it's, it's according. It was one of those things where I was like, ah, I don't know what I want to watch. Disney's no. on. I'm like, oh, they're they're kind of featuring Toy Story 4. Let's just get a little a taste, a vibe to see if it's something I want to sit down and watch. Because I do want to sit down and watch it, but not if it's going to be just more Toy Story three sure and so i was like okay yeah i like this and i just haven't got back to it well there's real stakes you know when the toys start dying in toy story (laughs) four right oh my gosh he is literally the replacement skeletor you guys so like the original skeletor (laughs) yeah (laughs) this guy does a lot of voices oh my gosh like a lot yeah and it's been doing it forever all through the 90s all through the 80s um he did other things, but like you know, the Smurfs from eighty one to eighty nine. He was uh, he was vanity he did Smurf. Smurfs. Yeah, he did this. He Smurfs. was uh, he was what what was Smurf was he? Uh, uh let's see, Van- old timey Smurf, Va- vanity <laughs> Smurf, old timey Smurf. It was, va- it was vanity Smurf brand. 
Vanity Smurf. Oh, was he Vanity oh, really? Smurf? Really? Vanity that's Smurf. wild. I'm sorry. He played well, three. The, he played yeah. Vanity Smurf, Father Time, and Winslow. Whoever w- Wislow, Winslow. Wislow. 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 But then brave, he was in Brave Star. Who did he play? Oh, really? He was Outlaw Scuzz. Oh, he did everything. I love Brave Star. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the point is, the guy works and continues to, and hats off to a guy who's probably see 1930. What does that make him? Um, Ninety. Yeah, he is. He is ninety-two now. Ninety-two. Wow. That's great. Still kicking it. One of the few that's still kicking it. Everyone in this movie died. Yeah, long, they're all long dead. ago. Yeah. Well, no wait. James Brolin's still here. He's around. Oh, and when you point oh. at a movie, Scott, and say, "Who's the guy with the great mustache?" I'm thinking James Brolin. Sure, but he didn't he have is, one in this. He was shaved in this. <laughs> he did. Sure, but my gosh, his hair. Oh my gosh. Have you seen it now? Oh, it's beautiful. He has beautiful hair now. So feathery. Could you do a new one with his son? Get Josh in there. Good uh, yeah, Thanos sure. in there. Why not? You know, he's got Thanos blood. He's got or no, he's got he's got James Brolin blood. And then who's the mom? Is Streisand? I think was his mom. Oh, Streisand, right? Yeah. I think. Anyway, you can't go wrong. Is what I'm saying. Look at him now. So there's a picture of him now. Look at that hair now. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, you're gorgeous, gorgeous man. He is a he is a <laughs> never ending. Bucket of handsome, that guy. Yeah, yeah it really yeah. is. Yeah. Now kiss the dirt. Steely eyes. And, yeah, yeah, just get him in every Western he needed to get done. Get him and get a buddy cop going with him and uh, uh, Sam uh, Elliott. Like, what are you even <laughs> doing here? He was in Lightyear. I like that movie. Okay, it was all right. Anyway, uh, anything else you guys want to mention here about the uh, the deal? About the, uh, the movie? See, what else? I really enjoyed this. Here. I did too. I really had a good time. Yeah, I was really shocked. Did you? Is this your first time, Dunaway? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, first time of watching this movie. Same, correct. Same. Oh. Yeah, I, I really same liked here. it. I, I this is now one I think I would watch again, and I would like watch with people, and and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, <laughs> I can't think of another early seventies movie I can do that with. Maybe Chocolate yeah. Factory or something. But there, there's parts of it that get that kind of sag, and it's kind of like, uh, this is some. Can I fast forward this part? I mean, like, I I didn't really care anything. Uh, about the medieval uh, storyline oh, that was going sure. on, I, I really just didn't care. Yeah, you, you know, like how like that lady dropped her towels though. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. There was moments, but it was just like, mm, <laughs> yeah. I she, she threw them on the floor. But yeah, that that was dumb, and I didn't really, I didn't relate to any of that. Um, yeah, I guess it did make for good set pieces for him to travel through while he's running yeah. from Yul Brenner, right? It also Not, made it made those worlds seem very small, and that there were only like four guests at the entire thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish that didn't feel like that. Like the show does has done a, a better job of vastness. It's like this is huge, and we are all over the place, and we have so much land dedicated to this in the old west that you yeah. know you'll never find the end of it or the edges of it. And I, I love that. Right. Yeah, but I mean, if you focus on too many characters, then you lose the impact of of them dying. Like, oh no, I totally I agree. Do. They just weren't enough secondary like crowd shots. Yeah, it was. Just, oh, I see what you're saying. Sure. Yeah, just to give you the feeling that the world was bigger. I didn't need to know who they were so much, but like what, yeah. when you're in a bar and outside there's a bunch of shooting going on and it's never ending shooting for yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Right. That's way cheaper than actually showing me that all of that. But it's so annoying. Yeah. It is annoying. It also it also reminded me and gave me time to think, oh, you know, sure, they can stop you from 
shooting the gun directly at the person. But God, with that many bullets, something's going right. to hit you. Somebody's right, getting exactly. hurt. Right, exactly. You're just standing in the wrong place behind yeah. the robot. <laughs> Ricochet. Right. right. How'd you guys feel about his um low battery gun that was pretty funny i kind of thought that was kind of fun kinda, i was like oh it's very funny yeah it made me laugh i don't know if it was yeah. meant to make me laugh but it did yeah. yeah and it ends up uh that ends up with him you know everything's breaking down he can't see as well anymore he gets blinded by some torches <laughs> and then we get the best stunt i've seen in a long time which is a guy in a full fire suit like yes f- full on 100 percent engulfed oh. No, so like flammable. Everything. Is it made out yeah. of gas? Right. Yeah, Jesus. that looked. That was a little more intense. I don't know. I guess I just didn't expect it. Yeah, they uh, must not have heard of anything flame retardant. I thought the whole thing here to me, though, the whole moral of the story was to me was that in the future we don't have a fire marshal anymore. Apparently, you know, it's just the wild west in the future. You can you can freaking uh, have doors that lock that you can't escape from a heat room. You got mm-hmm. robots that are extremely flammable, yep. not scotch guarded or anything. I don't know. <laughs> it seemed a little ridiculous to me. Where's Wait, the fire marshal? Scotch guard does the is that flame retardant? I thought that just made I things think not that, get stained. I think they added. I think there's some additives to a scotch guard that you can do. That's that amazing. Too, really. I, I love it. I forget well, what the real stuff is called that makes it flame retardant. Well, One good. other thing. Um, don't set off an explosion in a room that you are in to try to blow down a wall um right that uh, oh. an explosion big enough to blow a, a hole in the wall the jail yeah. wall yeah yeah is yeah, going to also come back to you it's gonna yeah. also yeah. murder you yeah. Um, yeah like i'm i'm here to tell you i have been like i think I, some of my hearing loss came from being in a room with a very small firework going off it's yeah. <laughs> it does not take a lot of an explosive to injure yeah no that's yeah. why um, i have friends with horrible hearing that do gun range all the time and even though they wear the the muffled Ear stuff muffs, it's yeah. still it still affects you man i i want a towel i want a towel that will hug me so tight that i can kick down a door and I won't lose my. I can't even walk through the house without my towel what, what, falling yeah, off. Oh, sorry, magic, excuse me. <laughs> that was magic wardrobe. What was that? Yeah, that was fancy. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah he looked real stupid. Richard Benjamin's still alive too, by the way. He's with us. So oh, James Brolin, nice. Richard Benjamin, Alan Oppenheimer. Actually, I'm gonna. Oh, Dick Van Patten died, but oh, and so did she. Anyway, they're the three. <laughs> Well, a, lot, a lot of dead people. So I was going right. to say, uh, more people died than haven't, but, you know, the big three, yeah. your big three, they all live. Dick, well, yeah. Dick Van Patten uh, died in 2015. Yeah. Uh, what about Norman Bartold? Like, he, why does he get a high uh, credit? Norman Bartold is like the fourth name you see in the credits. He's the, he's the dude who gets killed by the Black Knight. Oh. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's yep. all, he, that's all he has is with this fight scene. Wow. That, you know, I don't get it. I still don't know. I kept having to remind myself he's a guest. This isn't some yes, secondary yeah, robot right, yes. mo- moment. Yeah. I don't know. That stuff was yeah. weird. I do like his expression when he looks over at his wife, who's like all of a sudden super excited about medieval world. With the, yeah. like, watching the orientation video, like, oh, oh, hi there. I didn't know you could do that. Well, then. These guys are all busy still. Huh. Um, They're all working. Man. They're all doing the work. I didn't expect that for whatever reason. Uh, Yul Brenner would have been like 150 by now, so he he can't do it. But oh, yeah, you know. he's great. It did make me want to watch some of his old movies, like um, you know, Magnificent Seven's an easy pick. But I really like him. He plays Ramesses in the Ten Commandments. I really like him oh, in that. See, that's yeah. like I kept calling him Ramses the whole movie. Ramsey with a gun. Yeah, and uh, I actually, again, I said this last week. I don't think he's a very good actor. 
He doesn't have any range at all. No, As Ramsey's in the Ten guy. Commandments, he is just this like barely English speaking. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. To me, he's like Arnold, at least young Arnold. You got one mode, and it's Arnold. Right. <laughs> it's true. And yeah. in, in some ways, he's like you know that era's Schwarzenegger in a weird way. But I'm glad we we watched we just watched a movie where Yul Brenner, this famous old actor, is playing the center of his skills. Like this is the yeah. best thing yeah. he could have ever been cast to do. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And this was his uh, fourth to last movie. He did Westworld, Ultimate Warrior, whatever that is. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, man. F- Future World, and then Death Rage. All of those sound bad and probably worthy of the show. I Death Rage sounds pretty cool. I like that idea. Death Rage. Death Rage. Uh, I, I'm so angry about being dead. Oh, I, it really I, burns I, me up. I really want to sack the Ultimate Warrior with you guys. Yeah. Um, I saw it once when I was little, and I barely remember any of it, but I want to read to you the description of this movie go a virus holocaust is not the only plague that threatens our future in new york city in 2012 a.d in a plague devastated world one tired man finds a reason to fight oh my lord i love it when i love stories that wrap around a tired man fallen tired man yeah starring yul brenner and max von cito Wow. Oh, they both sound tired. Yeah, they do. Those are both <laughs> oh, tired falling actors. Down. Great, great comparison, falling by down. the way. Yeah. 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 That's Max the von, most tired Max anyone's von, ever been. Max von Sydow, Sidow, however you say it, he always, he when he was 30, he looked 90. I don't understand yeah. that guy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. His physiology was was just weird, that guy. But um, yeah. uh, Death Rage also looks good. Listen to this. A retired hitman. He plays a hitman. Retired hitman decides to take one last job to avoid the murder of his brother by a mafia gang. An eager would-be mobster helps him. A mafia gang. Yeah. Seems redundant. Doesn't it? It does seem redundant, right? (laughs) It's wet rain today. It's a mafia gang. This is obviously an Italian film, film, but look at him in there. Look at that. That painting is awesome, dude. Martin Balsam also in that. Yeah. He's cool. Barbara Boucher. I think she shows her. Uh, yeah, it's an Italian film. We're going to see some boobies. <laughs> what is that one guy going through the windshield? He's pulling a, like a Deadpool kind of <laughs> yeah. moment there. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that car, is it, it crashing away from Yul Brenner? Right, exactly. I don't know. And at the front of the car or the back of the car? Is Yul Brenner shooting that guy in the, in the side of the head? I mean, that's not really how you shoot people. And where is he at? Is he on the back of the car? Is he... Yeah. I've got questions. Yeah. <laughs> I have questions I would like to and see. And I'm sure the answered. movie wouldn't answer any of those, by the way. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably not. not. Looks great, though. Geez. Ocho! Um, all right, I'm going to do some clips now. This is uh, clips for the film West World, uh, as you thank may you. have just heard. And uh, we're oh. going to go ahead and do them. So here's uh, some weird thank yous. These creep me out. I don't know why these happen, but here you go. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Why was that so drawn out? What yeah. happened there? It was so that, weird. Yeah, the, well, the interviewer guy. Is it was that so that's from a sales piece, like to get people right. to come to it. It felt like a news thing at the beginning, but yeah, right. they it were, was a sales piece and and he was asking how people were that were returning from the different worlds, and she had just returned, I believe, uh from, from uh, Roman world. Roman world, and that yeah. was the that was the implication. That was that was what they were implying that that the ladies the like to go there. Yeah. Well, and get the get the yeah. Spartans to rub all over you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Here's Fan and the Gun. Hey, what about the thing where you go like this over the gun? <laughs> Fanny. Yeah. What about it? Is that hard to do? 
Is it hard to I love that. I <laughs> no, love you're that doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? And you're going to do it in your towel in about an hour. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ready, buddy. Uh, you say something, boy. You say something, boy. There's a little Neil Brenner. One of like yes. three lines. He didn't say I feel much. like that was his 47th take. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful, though. He barely ever talked. So, you know, two, three lines, I think, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, which was good because he's a robot. I mean, most of the programming's for walking and moseying. You didn't really have much room for dialogue, yeah. right? Yep. That's it. Here's some uh, some other dialogue right here. This place is really fun. Oh yeah, we heard that earlier. It's uh, wow. Couldn't hold the laugh in. No. Uh-uh. no. Fun. 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 Here's some mumbo jumbo. I must confess, I find it difficult to believe in a disease of machinery. We aren't dealing with ordinary machines here. These are highly complicated pieces of equipment, almost as complicated as living organisms. In some cases, they've been designed by other computers. This is your Crichton exposition. Yeah. You know, I do you know. like that it's, you know, this is basically, he's describing a virus for the first time ever. Yeah, and, yep. you know. <laughs> yeah like they'd never heard of those. In right. the, in the a disease for computers? What? Now I've seen everything. I can't believe it. All right, here's a uh, guy ordering food. Yes, I want scrambled eggs and bacon cinnamon toast. Do you have cinnamon toast? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> do, yeah, you do you have the cinnamon, cinnamon toast? toast? Yeah. The cinnamon what about cinnamon toast, toast crunch? Oh, hey, it's the seventies. Do you have that then? Maybe. Nope. Uh, here's some really bad singing. I think this is what. Well, I'll tell you later what I think of this. But here you go. Oh, give me a home where the buffalo roam Ugh. and the deer and the antelope play. He is so off key. He is. I love it. Yeah. Love it. And and I guess he's in a a cavern. Like I know, giant, that was so yeah, that, he's tub. that giant tub. He's, man. he's currently riding the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Right. Uh, right. Somebody somebody ran the cable through an echo uh, <laughs> pedal and they just didn't know how to turn it off. Right. Yeah. It was far too echoey for the space he was in. Yeah. It was poorly done. It was a big tub, but I they, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> that's right. Here's uh, Dick much. Van Patten deciding to sound not like him at all. So here's this. Now, I'm the new law around here. You think you can handle things? You want to try me? 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 Pee Wee Herman voice. Yeah, it's weird. Paging Pee Wee Herman. How pissed uh, would you be if you paid $1,000 a day and they put you in prison? Oh suck. my God! That would suck. That would suck. Yeah, yeah. I'd be mad. See, that's yeah. why I'm saying this experience is a little uneven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but the show is like that too. It, it, it annoys me. They don't think of the if you're going to gamify something, you got to think in those terms, and they never do. Exactly. Uh, here's the problem with snakes. You got to check the snakes. Pick up that snake for a total post at once, and check all the snake central mechanisms tonight during the repair period. He's just had to make a straight face okay. and talk about fixing all the snakes. I think check that's all great. the snakes. What? I've some... got to go pick up all of the snakes that are currently malfunctioning. That's true. Screw you, guy. We hired you specifically to track every snake on the property. <laughs> you are the snake manager. Oh. Would you get out there and pick up all the snakes tonight? Yeah, <laughs> but if they're good, smart robot snakes, they would all come back at the end of the day. Right, like my Roomba, Roomba, they all have a base station that they slither (laughs) to at Sundry Charge. Yeah, and the only one you got to worry about is the one that Brolin shot. So get her done. Just imagine the battery runs out on us on one of the snakes, and you're like, I got to go find the snake in the wilderness. (laughs) Right, it doesn't have like a air tag or anything that's functioning. Yeah, and here's where Oppenheimer 
Oppenheimer gets to to talk about snakes one more time. A snake injured a guest. We can't allow that to happen. No, we can't have. Look, I don't know about you guys, but if we're going to have guests, we can't have them get bit by snakes. How how the hell is this their biggest problem? While meanwhile, uh, robots are hitting guests in the face with chairs in the bar. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. That's what I'm saying. They're always they're worried about. Oh, this won't hurt. But then you're getting beat up. Come on. That annoyed me. Literally, the broadcast announcer literally says nothing can go wrong over and over. Right. Like, why are you telling me this? That is not <laughs> encouraging. Were you yeah. trying to convince? Yeah, they were setting you up. Uh, here's a something about being rash. Oh, that seems rash. Oh, that seems rash. rash. Oh, I thought you said that seems like a rash. It seems, that you looks have like that a rash. Yeah, yeah, have your rash. doctor inspect your rash. Uh, <laughs> my Lord and Daphne here. Enjoy. My Lord. Daphne. My lord. Daphne. My lord forgets himself. Yeah, the whole time I kept thinking ah. he was saying Malort, and I thought of Brian. Malort. Evans. I know. I was, <laughs> was going to say something about that, too. Yeah. Malort. Sound like Malort. I'm like, Malort. I'll never drink Malort. Because Brian Ibbett told me stories. And I'm Definitely like, do not. No, I mean, don't drink it, but everyone should taste it once just to understand this. You know. Tasting it, technically drinking it? No, you can just you like, can like, you can get like 10 milliliters in your mouth and get a taste. And yeah, find you can do a finger. If that, if that goes down your gullet, is that not a drink? It, you, you chase it with, I don't know, chocolate ice cream or something. You need something on, waiting in the wings that's going to uh, completely obliterate the What taste. if you dip your finger in it and lick your finger off is that tasting or drinking that's tasting i'm okay. saying that's tasting. okay so i okay. could do that and not drink it yeah All right. and i think everybody you know you only live once scott no i just yeah. want to try i want to try it because it like. says such horrifying things about this drink it is that i kind of do i kind of do want to just get yeah. a taste so i can understand fully. it's terrible but it's not poison is what i'm saying right. no, it's, right. poison. it's poison. actually it is actual poison it is <laughs> it's snake venom well, that seems right. Origin. All right. Here's a uh, shut it down immediately. Shut down. Shut down immediately. Okay. Get that going. Shut down all the detention level. Yep. Get them all. <laughs> but won't we be locked in here, sir, and then get really hot? Yeah. Whatever. Shut it down. Shut it down. Smoke another cigarette. Fill this room with smoke. All right. Here's uh, I'm shot. Oh, he, he's shot. I'm shot. What? What? You're shot? What? Shot. What? 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 <laughs> um, no control over the robots. The guy says robots. I was, waiting for, I was waiting for this because I, I really wanted to say I noted the timestamp on this. Yeah, I want people to say it. They did. I'm very happy. Here it is. Sir, we have no control over the robots at all. At all. <laughs> robots at all. Boy, he was using all kinds of language. Yeah. yeah. If you have problems with your uh, robots, use robots at all. Yeah. Ask your doctor <laughs> if robots at all is right for you. Uh, sounds like a kid playing with the doorstop spring thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this right here. This music. This I actually really like the music in the movie overall. I think generally, like when he's getting chased, I think some of that stuff's really good. But there's this bit. Oh, that drove me. Yeah, the the chasing bit was a bit much. Yeah, because it it felt like something. It like the noise that somehow the gunslinger was making. Yes, something was making. Yes, I don't know if they used a fiddle or what, but that definitely sounds like a really loose uh, string, maybe like on, a, on a, either a fiddle or a guitar or something, because there was some scratchy fiddling going on too and plucky fiddles. The yeah. whole thing was done with a piano. That part? Uh, oh, okay. there's, there's you just reach, piano. reaching into the piano strings? Right, so there's pianos being played and then there's piano right. strings being scratched with a pick 
And then that last okay. thing is you've you've taken the lowest string on the piano and you've taken it off of its moorings and you're flapping right. it back and oh, forth. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it just bugged me because it sounded like a kid fiddling with the door and I'd be like, Nick, stop it. Like, yeah. you don't Nick, stop it up there. Nick, I'm on a phone call. Please stop flicking. That's, how, <laughs> that's what that would be. Uh, all right, here's your final moment in the movie I thought was super dumb and they did this while you zoomed into Mustache Man's face. Boy, have we got a vacation for you. Vacation for you. For you. For you. 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 so much no no <laughs> you, really you, you you man, you i don't remember it going on that long when i was it watching did. it holy <laughs> it crap <did>. wow <laughs> it's one of those things like you know out of context without the visuals it feels like it's 18 minutes long yeah and i faded that out i actually didn't even do the full length so if you thought that felt long i could have given you another second and a half of it it's just so weird like you've got a pretty good ending you could just walk off into the distance and not I don't. I don't know what you do, but you don't just yeah. zoom the camera in and play that. That was dumb. I hate yeah. that. Yeah. This. Uh. This sound designer was a guy named Richard Church. You know, Dick Church. Dick Church. And uh, <laughs> go every Sunday. He's. Yeah. He had a pretty good career. Like he was. He was called upon to do sound design for a number of successful things. Just uh, in this case, I feel like he was uh, high. Maybe he was doing. Yeah. Some- <laughs> he was definitely. We on need some hound work. Sound work. Bring me Dick Church. Phoning, they'd say phoning it bring in me. with an actual phone cable. Yeah. <laughs> bring me, bring me Dick Church and give him a little piece of LSD before he gets into the studio. That's right. Yeah. Bring me get somebody get Dick Church on the phone. I love that name. <laughs> All right. Well, there's that. Now this. It's time for the checklist. Damn it. Here you go. Here's your checklist for the week. Best robots, oh, but worst golf tires. Check. Oh, yes. uh, don't feed robot ladies liquids. Check. And finally, singing off key in the tub is probably what caused the glitch. Check. Oh, it was it was all his fault. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. As soon as he wow. did, it hit a certain note, like a brown note, you know, and everybody went, oh, shit. Oh, worse, worse sentient. <laughs> the snakes are going to bite me. Richard, right. Richard Benjamin is a real survivor in this movie, but not for not because he's like actually good at it. Like yeah. he doesn't even know that the bottoms of the soles of his shoes are leaving behind heat. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, know? that was weird. Wasn't that weird? <laughs> hey, remind yeah. me of this. Did these two know each other or did they meet when they got there and then just hung out the rest of the time? Oh, they definitely were friends from before. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. I, I wasn't quite getting that at the top, and I, I, I couldn't tell if I'd missed something or whatever. I, I don't know. know. Do you, do you really? Because I, I was taking this, they just met because Richard Benjamin's character would have known that Brolin had been doing this multiple times and didn't need to watch the orientation. Oh, right. Like in the f- hovercraft thing, he kept looking at yeah. him going, he kept annoying him like a passenger on a plane would. And then he right. would like turn away, like, okay, we're done talking now. Like and then, that would have been covered with the two of them having dinner after Brolin's first time going to Westworld. <laughs> yeah, I think these two, I think they met, they they became lovers, and then they Yeah, died. they, they oh, fell in yeah. love. And, uh, yeah, they yeah. performed coitus in the tub. And what do you call this? Fanning? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he saw him shoot Yul Brenner in a, in a towel that wouldn't move. Uh, yeah. They got into that tub right. and they made it. They consummated it. It all worked out. <laughs> they, I am. I am proclaiming that they were friends before this flight. 
I right. believe they were friends before this flight as I well. Think, that, that, I think I'm team Gibbet. I think they, yeah, first, I think they met. first met. Uh, patrons, uh, you voice your opinion on our Patreon. Yeah, uh, let us know. In the comments. Send us an email. Comments. Let's finish this battle of, of the men. All right. Here's uh, here's the soundtrack grade that we promised. Oh, no, we got to get the Star Trek connections. Do that first. I know there's at least the Major Barrett, but is, are there sure, more? Let's, uh, I'll just run through uh, some others here. So one of the scientists, his uh, his title in the movie was supervisor was played by someone named davis roberts uh davis roberts was in the original series and he played dr ozaba in the episode the empath Mm. Uh, another technician his title was technician i think this is the guy on the golf cart who gets shot out in the desert um uh, was kenneth washington the actor kenneth washington he was also in star trek the original series he played watkins on the episode that which survives yeah of course, we have Alan Oppenheimer, our our main sort of uh, villain. Our main villain, the, you know, he's not really a, a villain. He's more like a. Yeah. I mean, he's he's like Doctor Hammond. He's just running the park. He's trying to do his yeah. best. He's the one that's saying we should shut it down if there's a problem. He was actually kind of sympathetic. I thought he was. Uh, he was used by several Star Trek franchises uh, as different roles. There's our older, older wise man kind of uh, character. In the next generation, uh, he was also in Deep Space Nine, and he was in an episode of Voyager. Major Barrett is probably <laughs> our most prolific uh, person to ever uh, be on Star Trek. She died in 2008, so she she would have been on everything. Oh yeah, uh, you know if they if they could have, but she was in the original series as Christine Chapel. She was in the animated series. She was in Star Trek movies number one and four the motion picture and yep. voyage home. Yep. Uh, of course she was constant in the, in that time frame for the next generation, deep space nine and Voyager. Yep. This was, this was her like, <laughs> she's on everything. Like she, she was the, she was her, like John Ratzenberger, John Ratzenberger for Pixar. She was for star Trek. That's how it works. Right. She's like credited in literally every episode of yeah. some of these shows. Yeah. So, Amazing, just an amazing run. She was Gene Roddenberry's wife. You can't have a better Star Trek connection. That's the biggest connection there is. Yeah. yeah. How, <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. I'm sure they had a lovely sex life. Uh, all right. Well, moving on. Uh, let's get to the soundtrack. Right? I'll give it a PGWSHTF for pretty good when this shit hits the fan. And uh, I thought it was really fun when it got crazy at the end. I, I came away thinking, meh, I... Like where where it's orchestrated, it's not bad. Yeah, but I didn't like the I bar music. I didn't see it as a complete score, is what I'm saying. I didn't like the hillbilly knee slapping stuff when they were fighting and that. Yeah. I didn't like any of that. Uh, yeah, the bar, the bar, the bar knee slapping. Yeah, that's that's yeah. dumb. I know it's yeah, they, it was a trope then, and that's probably one that they were right to lean into for the era. But I th- that annoyed me. Like for the orchestrated stuff, uh, they used a composer named Fred Carlin. He was perfectly successful, had a nice career, did a lot of stuff that you've just never really thought of. Any relation yeah. to George Carlin? No, it's spelled with a K instead of a C. All right. Well, that'll that'll be fine. uh all right the alternate titles just oh no we gotta do the twitter post i'm doing this all backwards what's wrong with scott today i don't know someone reboot me i got the i got the new virus uh sum this thing up in 280 characters or less for now we'll see what happens to twitter anyway let's start this week with brandy 
Westworld, a lot of real dudes and a few fake women get together in a place built by men and operated for men's pleasure. And then the machines go haywire, just like a Saturday night at Ivan's yeah. house. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's back, baby. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a Brian one. World. Yeah. Nice. Speaking of Brian, let's go next to Dunaway. <clears throat> what do you got? There? Westworld. No time for Jurassic Park. Maybe this movie is for you. Hashtag you'll love it. Hashtag Murderbot. Murderbot. <laughs> Murderbot. <laughs> Hashtag. Murderbot. Hashtag Murderbot is not going to fly on Elon Musk's Twitter. Ah, oh. that's the reason why I'm just posting this on. Uh, 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 re- uh, was it retro? No, retro. So what counter the crap counter is it? Social. Social. Counter social. Social. Counter social. There, Scott. We're we're moving our Twitter posts. Yeah, let's do <laughs> it. Many, what's our character limit? Uh, it's 500 it's on lots. there. I think I'm going to call yes, it. Um, you know, I'll just start calling it our social media post, and that can be whatever there you want go. it to be. Yeah, no more limits. But speaking of no limits, let's go to Brian Ibbit next. Ooh, that's me. That's my middle name. Westworld. The movie actually plays out like a typical year. It has its ups and downs. It begins with way too much drinking and ends with a Berlin. Uh, oh, I said it uh, too, too quick. One more time. Westworld. The movie actually plays out like a typical year. It has its ups and downs. It begins with way too much drinking and ends with a burning Yule log. <laughs> Yule log. That's good. I kept trying to think of a good joke for him being dead and burning, and I couldn't do it, and you did it nicely done. I did it. Ah, I did it. No limits of it. Did it once again. All right, now this. (laughs) Time for the alternate titles. This was almost called Real to Real Computer World, but they decided against that. Uh, What was up with all of those recordings? Oh, there were so many. There were so many. That's how you would do. Are you saying, is it? Do you have to... Do you really have to be like, it just seems like a lot that, that computer room had a lot of recorders. But that's what computers were back then. That's what everyone yeah. knew them as. They were big mainframes full of tape. It was just a way of it. And it's a bummer. They would, if I were them, I would have taken like an old water station or something where they just had a lot of knobs and switches and just full star Trek it. You know, like, it's not like you didn't have that example already. So I would have done that, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, or they almost called it face off. Yule Brenner. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Let me do that again. Face off. You'll Brenner believe it. Ah. <laughs> so I, so I tried to do a play on words. It wasn't as good as Yule Log because it's literally Yule. But anyway, uh, let's move on to the, uh, the, uh, the, the emails that we get here on the show. Uh, we got one here from, uh, oh, they just say greetings programs. They didn't put their name. But anyway, filmstack at gmail.com. They say, hello, Scott, Brian, Brian, and Randy. Greetings from Mexico. Oh, he says it here. I'm David. <coughs> First time writing in, but uh, have been listening since Kroll. Albeit somewhat inconsistently, but you guys are still my favorite movie podcast. Well, thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, So I was re-listening to the Jingle All the Way episode, and I'm sure since you already probably received emails about it, uh, it may be already over, but here goes anyway. They're called Tacos de Cabeza, head tacos. Uh, You can get eyes, tongue, cheek, brains, meat, uh, or uh, a mix of all of those things called Certito. Uh, Barbacoa is not the same as Cabeza. Also, barbacoa has variations. It can be made out of goat or lamb or something other than mm. beef. And goat. also beef if you want. It can be made in huge ovens or in a more traditional method in a hole in the ground. There's a hole in the ground. <laughs> anyway, a hole in the ground. I, I also recently listened to the Fugitive episode and heard you enjoy David Roebuck uh, in it. Uh, you, If you want to get your Roebuck on again, you may recommend the 1989 movie Disorganized Crime. I think it's a perfect movie for sacking. has a great cast. Daniel Roebuck, Ed O'Neill, Fred Gwynn, Lou Diamond Phillips, Reuben oh, Blades, in a comedy about a bank heist organization uh, by a guy who gets arrested before he can welcome the crew he assembled. 
Uh, only thing is it's four bucks to rent and not streaming anywhere right now. Anyway, thanks for the great work. Love the podcast. Always put me in a good mood. Ooh. He says. Uh, well, that's cool. The Cabeza thing, that's, that's, he matches my memory of people telling me how meat worked for authentic Mexican food. So, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a great place in, uh, Vegas called Tacos El Gordo, and you can get a lot of those that he described. Uh, lengua and cabeza and you know all these great meats. Is lengua the tongue? Is that, is that what that is? Lengua's yes. tongue, yeah. Are you do you and you really like that, right? You were raving about. That I place. do the tongue. I do. I don't like the head meat. Like yeah. I don't like the cabeza, but I'll totally do the. Uh, I'll totally do lengua. You'll do the tongue. I, yeah. I don't remember anything about the jingle all the way episode. I don't. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I know. I don't to. exactly. I just, know, <laughs> I just know that I grew up in South Texas, where on Sundays uh, and only on Sundays, every little restaurant had barbacoa de cabeza yeah and it was dangerous you were taking some risks yeah. <laughs> if you went yeah. ahead you were getting some mad cow yeah yep. you might uh you might find a eyeball floating there you never that know happen well here's what did happen we got some texts in the meantime as well and uh these came to us at 801 uh this one's about westworld and it just confirms what I was talking about earlier. I also noticed this. Berman Nate says, I didn't realize Christian Bale and Pedro Pascal were immortal and doing movies in the 70s. Uh, I think they are the spitting images. Yeah, you're not wrong. I can see that. Yeah. yeah I really Good do. Call. It was weird to see how close, yeah. especially Bale and um, and James Brolin. They look the same. Yeah. It's really Very weird. similar look to them. Uh, here's one from The Flint Man who says, Film Sack, I think before 2022, <clears throat> is over. You guys should sack Soylent Green since it yes. takes place in the year 2022. Think about it. Flint Man. Well, A, I didn't know it took place in 2022. And B, we've had that on our minds for 10 years. So why for don't sure, we, sure. Yeah, we yeah. should get it in? Because it's people, yeah. right? It's a big people, yeah. It's got, it's got your, uh, damn it, Bill Clinton, you'll take this gun from my dad. <laughs> Charles Heston. Yeah, Charles We just saw with, a, uh, with an eye patch. That's right. He had pink eyes. And Scott, you know, you just said a little while ago that 20, uh, 1973 was just not really a great year for movies. And yeah. I mean, Silent Green is one of the better 1973 movies. I don't know if that says anything. Yeah. yeah. Is that streaming? Anyone see? It is not. I just looked okay. it up. Okay. I'd love to get that one in. So we will do our best, the Flint man. Again, that email address, filmsack at gmail.com. The text address or phone number is 801-471-0462. I would like to welcome people to our Patreon. Yes. 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 Hold on. I thought I had it up, and it's not up. Oh, what have I done? Somebody call Dick Church in here, and we'll get it fixed. <laughs> Bring me the head of Dick Church. Uh, it's not loading why there might be an outage okay well that's, uh -oh. that's no good um all right well i'll try to figure this out but hey if you're a listener and you're like hey i've already signed up great we already love you and you already know the benefits of great monthly benefits i just put up a whole episode about why i love fury road so much not just talking about that i love it but why what are some of the reasons what are some of the plot points what are some of the moments in the film that make me go gaga for the 2015 mad max fury road well i did a whole episode on it so go listen I, yeah i just i'm just amazed that that's been what five years six like six years six. yeah and this is still like the, a, an ever-present like ready to go topic for you oh 100%. it's just amazing i just watched it again i mean i watch it like every month <laughs> i love it i love that movie that and i watched it again this time was for this reason because i wanted to capture some clips as i went for this bonus monthly episode i did um which i don't normally record while i'm doing it but um 
but yeah, I, I'd love it that much. And I, you know, people, you know, varying degrees of irritation that I bring it up all the time, but I thought, you know what? I never really get into the, the minutia of why. So I did. And, uh, I think people will enjoy it. And there's lots of other stuff from each of us up there. You get one every month. You never get commercials. You get these monthly specials. You get pre-show content every week. And you also get cool stuff in the mail. Um, like at the top level, Brian just sent out these rad magnets. Uh, a bunch of you others get art every month. It's, it's just a cool Sorry. place to be. So sign up today at patreon.com slash filmsack, and you'll get those cool benefits as I well. I haven't even told you guys this yet. What's this that? is me telling you guys something for the very first time, Go. and I'm foolishly doing it while recording. Do it. Um, I'm working on some t-shirts. Yeah. Oh. I, I happen to have a big box of blanks in my garage. I've had oh. it for a while, this big block box of blank t-shirts. And yeah. I've decided, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to slap something on these things and make a, a custom exclusive oh, uh, film sack Patreon. Wow, shirt. Very cool. That's um, good. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but it's, uh, I'm very excited. Very excited. Uh, all right. Here it is. I did have their names. Uh, we got Brett Boatwright. Dan oh. and JP. 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 Uh, thanks for uh, joining us on the Patreon, you guys. All right. Our next movie is going to be Fire in the Sky, 1990 something. Five? 93? 1993. Watch it after you watch Smoke on the Water. Oh, hmm. wait. What's Smoke on the Water? What is that? Smoke on the Water. Oh, and then Fire oh, yeah. in the Sky. Yeah, yeah. 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 I get That's it. Sad. Some the jokes. Joke. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm dude, sorry that I, you had to explain. I should have been there for you. <laughs> I should have too. I feel bad because <laughs> it was very good. It's my kind of yeah, joke, even. That's but. all right. That's all right. There was one person in our audience that laughed at that, and then the other was like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I get it's it." Another music freak like Brian out there really got <laughs> right, it. But exactly. Fire in the Sky, uh, the alien abductions, uh, the T1000s in it. Robert Patrick. You got all kinds of reasons to watch it. Peter Berg's in it. Berg, Is that the Peter one based Berg. on the true story? Uh, yes. Or the <laughs> true the true recounting. Yeah, yeah, right. The, the true recounting based on a guy who says. It really happened to him, and it also was filmed yeah. here where I live, uh, in my home state of Utah. And it was also the the event supposedly happened here, so right. uh, I have a vested interest in those dumb details. So that's all coming up. Yeah. Fire in the sky next week. Where is it showing? Oh, uh, uh, Paramount uh, somewhere online. Place. We have to watch it on Paramount. It was on Amazon Prime for us until like two weeks ago. So we have to watch it on Paramount. It is on Paramount. I checked it before the show. It is working just fine. Okay. Sorry about that, but yeah. it's, it works. Yeah. Also on Epics, I guess, if you have that uh, and DirecTV has it, if you're sub to that. Anyway, uh, so that is next week right here on FilmSack. Find out what happens to Peter Berg when he gets sucked into the sky. <laughs> That's right. Uh, our next... Oh, we already did that. Okay, FilmSack.com is our website. Don't forget that. And uh, send us those emails, FilmSack at gmail.com. Once again, that uh, text number is 801-471-0462. And on Twitter, while it lasts, we're at FilmSack. Leave us a review wherever you get your shows, too. That helps us a lot with uh, discovery and the like. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Nothing can go wrong. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. This place is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>